Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of Podcast Suicida. Today is sort of a special episode, but it's really just episode three. Um, but it's mainly going to be about our Forbidden Door review. We are missing one, sadly. So today's episode won't be nearly <laughs> as shame. confrontational. That bomb Gene Lesnar <laughs> couldn't be in the building tonight. We only oh, paid him scared. for we we were only able to pay him with our small budget <laughs> for seven appearances a year. Yeah. He and dropped a ad- pipe bomb on us. And his advocate <laughs> also wasn't able to make it today. Right. So just the three of us. We have myself, the bloodline, David Cuddy. Dave we have yeah. <laughs> we have uh the other half of the bloodline, mainly the head of the table, Gabriel Ritchie. And then we have Belton Seb. Um, so I am the host for today. One reason <laughs> is because I haven't hosted yet. And two, I also was on a flight for half of the show. So I was only able to watch a few of the matches. So how was that trip? Able to, it was great. How was Nashville? Nashville, Nashville sick. You pretty much stay in one area. There's one street and there's literally just a bar every that's Something what it looked like. Show. That's what it looked like yeah. on your social. And then there's live music everywhere. So, that makes sense. Yeah. That's dope. yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. So again, I only watched three of the matches, so it's mainly going to be Gabe and uh, Seb talking. I will chime in whenever I can. Um, yeah. So. But it's, just, let's let's reiterate. It's not like he watched like three matches on the pre-show. The three matches he saw were like probably yes. the matches we'll spend most they're, time talking about pretty anyways important. today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so without further ado, let's get started. Do you guys want to start with your overall review of the show, or do you want to go probably go? Let's with that start. Last, let's right? start with overall for sure. Like overall thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Sure. All right. So whoever wants to go first. You can start, Seb. All right. I mean, that works for me. Honestly, the show was good. It wasn't the best production AEW has ever put on but when i say that i don't even mean that it was like bad or just you know it didn't live up to the name it was just solid like it's like right in a a good place of where it needs to be um if you're i feel like if anybody today is saying that the show was whack or it was just like this was a dog shit show honestly like not even just to be an AEW mark like you might have just bland tastes or you're lying to yourself like it, it wasn't a bad show in the slightest i um i haven't seen anybody say that seb but i have seen people say oh well i'm pleasantly surprised or this and that and you know despite the poor build like this and i'm like this better show to me right to me there was never a question i never thought they weren't it was impossible with the talent on this card, despite all the injuries. When you have the two like most stacked rosters, basically, in professional wrestling. Well, I'd say WWE probably has a more stacked roster than NJPW. Aside from that, you, yeah. have, you have injury depleted or not, you have a stacked AEW roster, and then you bring in guys from NJPW that we've always wanted to see in the AEW ring. Regardless of if there's a build, a poor build, a great build, or no build at all, there was going to be good matches on this card, especially right. with names like Osprey and Okada and whatnot. So I, 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 uh, I won't even say I was surprised. It kind of went exactly how I thought it would in terms of like expectation wise. I thought it was a pretty smooth show. 
There were some bumps in the road, but overall, I was thoroughly enjoyed throughout the night. And and like I said to you, Seb, although the viewing conditions for us, I won't get into the nitty gritty, but the viewing, yeah. <laughs> the viewing it, uh, experience for us with our own personal circumstances really it felt hin- long for it us. Hindered it. it hindered it. And despite all of that, I was still like paying attention throughout the show for the most part. And um, I, I prop, props to AEW because... WWE or even past AEW shows, I may have completely zoned out and I did not last night. But yeah, overall, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. We could give like, do you guys want to do like star ratings at the end? Like five out of five stars? Yeah, after sure. After we go through yeah. all the matches? I was I was actually going to tell you, I'm glad you mentioned it. I found out today that the show was only three and a half hours long. But because I of our it. situation, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like four hours and 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I finished the because I watched the last two matches live and <laughs> you guys were like just on your way to the four way like an hour and a half later. Right. Yeah, I yeah. could tell. I could tell. Yeah, we trucked through that last night. But uh, yeah, we can get going to the actual card. All right. So nobody here watched the pre-show. No. So we're going to skip that. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, Tony. I, I couldn't watch that pre-show last <laughs> night. So we got the opener. We have Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Yes. I think, okay. Nice pronunciation. Yes. Thank you. The point of this match was for the advantage for this upcoming Dynamite for Blood and Guts. Should I say who won at the beginning? Yeah, feel free. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the team of Jericho, Guevara, Suzuki uh, won the match. So, fellas. Yeah, this match was this match was crazy. Like at first, it was like super like hard hitting for majority of it, but like I want to say like the second half of the match, they turned it up. Like the spots were just going crazy, and Shota Umino had a great showing. I'd never seen this dude wrestle before. I'm a fan after that match last night. So, Dave, um, not sure if you knew this. You didn't catch this match, did you? No, but I was kind of skimming through. Yeah, so Umino was like a he's a young lion. He was he was like I think I know really, what you're about to say. I caught this part of the, like, the flashback to Jericho. Yeah. yeah. I re- that's the type of shit that I do appreciate from AEW is they try to do that as much as possible. That long-term right. storytelling yeah. so is amazing. So throughout the match, there's a few times Jericho tries to put him in the in the line tamer again. And then at the very <laughs> end, he puts Jericho in the line tamer. And that got a huge pop from the crowd. And the coolest part of it was like he takes what do you take a super kick to the face or something like that? And you think, yeah, like, you think that's going to break up his hold. And he just holds on. Despite he was like, taking, just, like he knows like sells it. But then he gets hit by like Suzuki or something. And that eventually and then judas effect it was over i really enjoyed this match i thought it was a lot of fun more than anything else i thought it did what it needed to do and jericho's just he's been on a roll recently jericho's good he got he had the le champion he had the the inner circle and then there was a, a little grace period it's like oh this guy yeah. looks fat this this is this is weird this guy is a character he screams too much <laughs> on commentary and now i feel like he's compl- i'm all the he's way back, back in on jericho i'm all the way back in he had a he had a low point kind of at the beginning of this year and like late last year. It was like a, a long stretch of just like I kind of don't want to see Jericho or it's just like he's been on TV too much. He's not doing anything. Let's just keep him off. But then, you know, he came back. He went heel, reinvented himself. The wizard is here. 
shooting fireballs. And then, yeah, later. later to jump ahead later in the show, he uh, <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say I, I respect you after that performance to Umino, and then he <laughs> throws fire in the guy's face. And I turned to Seb. I'm like, that's a crime. Like, they should immediately arrest him. He just threw. Fi- Could have lit this guy's face on fire. They can't. They ran out of security because Wardlow killed them all. Right. 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 Yeah. Good match. Good match. Solid match. Um, I the one thing I will say about this match was. It's a little weird, but Suzuki, uh, like, was he always like this? He's a little, he's a little clunky and like. He's a little clunky. <laughs> I don't remember him always being like that, to be honest. Like from the yeah. few, from the few like Wrestle Kingdoms I've seen him in, like he wasn't always like that. He's a, he's getting old, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I don't know, or maybe language barrier. He was never Will Osprey in the in the ring, but yeah, he was never like crazy. But yeah. it's just like last night, especially, it was kind of apparent. I'm just like, yeah, and what does this guy do? <laughs> that that was a big talking point after his AEW debut. People were like, "What the fuck? This guy's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like doing charades out there or something." <laughs> right. Um, a star rating. Um, of this match out of five, right? Yeah, sure. Um, I I'll go three. Three, yeah. Yeah, I'll go uh, three. I might go three and a half, actually. Three and a half. Yeah. All right. Moving on swiftly to seven star FTR <laughs> yeah. defeating uh, United Empire and Rapongi Vice. This was a winner take all match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Um, begin with FTR just winning all the belts and they are just so unbelievably over. It's incredible, which is why I'm kind of upset. We didn't go to that indie show in Webster where they were at. (laughs) I forgot all about that. So yeah, they all going to an indie show. No, I wish we, I kind of wish. When was this? That had to have been over a year ago now. No, it was like a couple weeks ago. What? Oh, then I have no idea <laughs> oh, what you're talking about. Wait, <laughs> what? No, I don't way. remember so, either. So yeah. there was a sh- there was a show in Webster that FTR was at that they came out like with Bret Hart. Right. Right. And it was like a couple weeks ago. I kind of yeah. Went, now I, I saw it and I was like, yo, that'd be kind of fun to go to. But um, go ahead. Okay. Um, I actually enjoyed the first match a little more. This match wasn't it old school, Seb. It was like the old school WWE style triple yeah. threat tag team where it's like only two guys in the ring, but eventually they abandon it. So I'm like, if you're gonna do that, you might as well just start it off like like a freestyle, anyways. It's freestyle it. That being said, it was a great match. You know, FTR pops a crowd. Um, their finisher at the end was sick. And one other takeaway I had was what's his face has been in his bag recently. Um cool. I, I said it to you last night, Seb. Cool. Uh, oh, Trent's partner. Yeah. Um, Rocky Romero. Yeah. Like Romero. that guy. I don't remember him always like blacking out like this. And he blacked he out met, on Wednesday yeah. on Dynamite. And then he blacked out uh, yesterday on the pay-per-view. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And FTR is they're They're like the new Kenny Omega now collecting all these belts. Rocky Romero might just honestly fit better in the West rather than just wrestling all these Japanese guys. Oh, I mean, he could, he could do whatever he feels like doing for his career or whatever, but like he definitely, I know you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. He was not all that last time we saw him in new Japan. He really wasn't. And he, and he has been putting on some pretty great performances as of late in AEW. 
the one thing I wanted to mention before I, I like really get into the match last night, I watched the, the post, the post media scrum um, that Tony Khan held for all the, the, the media people and journalists, whatever. And even Gabe said this uh, FTR was sitting there with Tony Khan and they gave him massive props. I mean, it was kind of the theme the whole night. But these dudes basically flat out said, like, Tony is a creative genius. And I feel like he doesn't get the admiration that he should get or the amount of respect that he should get. It, say what you want. He's a huge I think market. it's half and half. I, I think um, with Tony, part of it is he's a fan. He definitely is a fan yeah, who for sure. has a lot of money. And this is what it would look like if one of us had a wrestling company. So I don't I feel like genius is a stretch. But yeah. I do think the other side of it where people absolutely destroy him, I don't like that either. But what I said to Seb last night, definitely, uh, if FTR, I, I just don't see why they would. And they said, we're not, we promise we're not kissing his ass, blah, blah, blah. And the way he implied, he made it sound like they never do that. Like, like this is off, off brand for them, like uh, giving them props. They're probably pretty hard on him creatively and everything. If they're saying that, I think there's there's merit like their word comes with yeah merit op opposed to some angry uh guy who's not wrestling anymore who has a podcast right. that's so that's where I give Tony Tony props but there are there's a subsection of the internet where they treat him like he's gone and he definitely makes oh yeah a lot sure. of mistakes sure. himself and a lot sure. of like a lot of stuff like PR wise, he said, hasn't always been the smartest thing, but I'm always yeah. going to cut him slack, at least in this first five years, because yeah. he's brand new to him. <laughs> Man, he loves them ratings. He it's loves crazy. that 18 right. to 49. <laughs> he even they even posted on the AEW page about that after Dynamite on Wednesday. They were like, thank you for making us number one in the 18 to 49 demographic. They made a graphic <laughs> for it. It wasn't just a tweet. They made a whole graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole graphic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match itself, this is the match where we started having a lot of our connection issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We watching. No, we can be we can be honest on this podcast. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of buggy for us. So when I was watching initially, it didn't mess up until about like 12 minutes into the match. So those first 12 minutes I saw, I was I was marking out, dude. I was going crazy. This match was like it, it had a good flow to it. I don't think it was better than the first match, but it definitely wasn't far behind. It was really good in the pacing and the stuff that they were doing. I thought everybody had a good amount of time to shine. When I came back to the match, you know, all my initial energy was kind of like gone from it, but I still really liked it. I think it was a solid match. And Dax Harwood, let me just say Dax Harwood needs a solo run in AEW. The crowd is ready for it. This guy gets massive pops when he comes out. If you asked me a year ago, F FTR, who's the Janetti of the group? I would have said nobody because they're both great. But now I'm seeing it more apparent than ever. No disrespect to Cash Wheeler. But he's definitely the Janetti when it comes to those two because Dax is over like a motherfucker. Do you um, think there's any chance that they see how, like, they both can come to terms with how over he is and they're just kind of feeding that? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Cause like, cause what honestly, if, what if like he does get super over and mm -hmm. then they're like, all right, well now he's not going to get any higher. So then they swap and then they both just become like ridiculously over in their own. So that way, if they do split up, there isn't a Janetti. 
Well, that's that's what I think Tony is on his way to doing because he's yeah. been giving Cash Wheeler solo matches himself yeah. on uh, Rampage and Dynamite. However, again, no disrespect. I hope he yeah. would never hear this, but his matches just aren't as fire as the ones that Dax Harwood are having by himself. Yeah. We don't have to say uh, Michael Cincinnati for everything, you know, if you want to be nice. <laughs> and you, and maybe he's Christian to Edge, you know? True. Yeah, yeah it's both true. both great careers, but one is one's a little better. One's honestly can get the rocket rocket strapped. Yeah, I I hope he gets the rocket strapped. I mean, I know those two are like very tight packed as a team. They probably wouldn't split up, but if Tony wants to explore that avenue, I just know he has money in Dax Harwood as it is now. I'm gonna Over give already. that match a yeah yeah. What do you have, Seb? I'm gonna give it a three. You're gonna give it a three. Yeah, I'm gonna go two point seven five. Okay. Because I gave Fair. the last one a three, and I do yeah. believe right. the last one's slightly better than this one. Uh, no disrespect. I'm, I guess I'll be the hard marker here tonight. Little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be hard to get a five-star match out of me, but we can move on. All right. Next match. What we got? Next match, we have the match for the brand-new AEW All-Atlantic Championship. We have Ooh. the Bastard Pack defeating Miro. This one. We were locked Black. into this one. Yeah. Uh, Pack defeating Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors. I personally didn't know who Clark Connors was. But we didn't either. We didn't either. First okay. time showing. He's he's new. <laughs> he's new apparently. Okay, so uh, I do. I know the finish was Pack tapping out Clark Connors to a hot crowd because I what I did was when I went through after I got it, I went to all the finishes, and this seemed to be one of the hotter finishes of the night for sure. To me and Sebastian sort they of surprised because we were <laughs> the match just started. I'm talking shit about Pac. I'm like, this guy is just <laughs> he was. He was. Psychology's not there. He's bland. Like, yeah, he can do all these flips and like he can put on cool moves, but like but he's I'm never gonna bastard. be into his character. I'm just never gonna <laughs> be into his character. Bastard. He's a bastard, bro. He's angry <laughs> at the world. But I guess other people feel differently. Or as Justin Roberts say, he's a bastard. bastard. <laughs> he really I be did some racist shit. I was going to imitate the, the new Japan announcer. All right. Uh, yeah. Who was killing it, by the way. Who, he was who going low crazy key did last better night. than uh, Justin Roberts last night. He's like, I'll show you how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, thoughts? Let's see. Gabe started off the last one. So, Seb, let's hear it. Man. Oh, man. Let me just say that crowd all night were on. Yeah. They were. I don't want to be I don't want to be biased. Boston's a great ca- crowd, especially for wrestling. But Chicago's number one. Yeah. Chicago's number That's one. That's why they man. keep they, going there. They don't stop. Like all night, I was I was surprised. But yeah, this is one of the matches. Like you said, throughout the whole night, they were on fire and they loved the results. Me, I was not one of. Them. Punk wasn't uh, even there. Huh? It was in, it, Punk wasn't even there for Five. a right. Chicago show, and the crowd was hotter as as hot as they've ever been. Right. And that's a testament too. you know, a lot of, a lot of people talk about the roster being over bloated and how Tony has too many guys. It is true, but it's also, it's a little debatable because all these guys are out right now. And Tony spent his time building a lot of these dudes that he has. If he didn't spend his time on all these guys, he wouldn't have had the show that he had last night. Um, I mean, I said, I said, I did say that, you know, you say too many guys, or whatever on the roster, it, it does come in handy on when everybody gets hurt. You you have an endless right. barrel of guys. 
I wouldn't say he's done anything with Pat. Um, Pat. Pat, no, no. And Alice uh, Malachi Black. They, dude's been this this House of Black thing's been kind of weird. It's been weird. His character uh, has not done anything since Cody. And then uh, Miro, I'll give you that. Here's here's a thing though. Of course, not everybody's going to be uh, you know top level or whatever. Some guys have to fit into their role. The one thing that Tony has done, and you know, it's probably why AEW gets a lot of praise, even from the supermarks, is that he's consistent with guys getting time and spots on TV, whether they're small or or big roles, they're being used. If none of these guys were being used or had the time, I don't know. He just wouldn't have enough guys to really rely on, especially in a moment like this. Definitely fair. Cause they um, can make dynamite three hours. No, 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 no. no. See, oh my God. No, no. <laughs> I'd not. rather, I'd definitely rather just have one hour of rampant. I think I honestly, me selfishly, I'm fine with what it is right now. I don't need another show. They, some of the wrestlers can benefit from another show, but I don't need another show. I don't need an ROH program or whatever. I'm just, it's too much wrestling for me. <laughs> but yeah, so this match, the outcome I didn't like because I'm pretty much on the same boat as Gabe. Pack, Pack is, he's bland. I'm sorry. Like he can wrestle for the most part. Sometimes his matches are kind of snoo fest for me personally. Um, I thought he was much better in WWE, NXT, 205 Live. He was just way better. I don't know what it is that they did with him. He just, it just felt better. Um, here in AEW, he doesn't feel out of place, but he also doesn't provide anything special, like character-wise at all. Right. He, he just goes out there and just like yeah. does stuff. And, and then, they already have guys who can wrestle good. They right. need characters. He just goes out there does stuff and then he's like super angry all the time it's like <laughs> yeah. this is not that cool to be honest uh but the, the crowd loved him they, that's what they wanted right, that's the results yeah. that they wanted this. so i guess tony's making a bunch of people happy it was what it was uh the match honestly the first half of the match kind of slow in my opinion yeah I agree. Um, it didn't heat up till the second half and let me say something about clark connors all right a completely unknown dude we're watching this match and we're just like it was awkward. This guy was getting his ass beat. He got no match. offense in the entire match. <laughs> the entire match, he was getting no offense, and we're just like, "Yo, why did they let a jobber into this fatal right. way?" But then I guess there was a, a spot planned for him because when the second half of the match came through, this guy got his offense, and when he did, he showed out. I I like Clark. It Collins. was like for two minutes though, and then he got clapped again at the end. Either way, though, it's a, big, it it's a big rub for him, though. Yeah, it, yeah. Like I said, I'm just missing. I'm uninformed on the guy's career. I don't know if this was good or bad for him or what this is going to do for him in the future, but it was interesting. All I know is when you have an American crowd, this guy's from New Japan, or, or, uh, unknown from New Japan. You have an American crowd chanting your name. That's that's a huge W for you, especially if you're a new guy. So I, I, I give kudos to AEW for giving this guy that spot when it might have not happened for him in njpw um and i'm i'm a clark connors fan now i, I was i was i was skeptical i didn't know go what he was gonna bring to the table i wouldn't go that far i'm not gonna buy his t-shirt <laughs> but if he has another match i'll be like yeah you know what i saw him in that fatal four-way and he impressed me so that's the biggest takeaway i could take away from this match um 
I honestly wanted Miro to win, but at the same time, me too. Miro doesn't need these smaller value titles. I think he needs to be elevated to the Fair. world title scene. So. I agree. I'm in the gulag. Pretty good match. Oh, there you go. I'm back. No, you good. You still here with us? I went to the gulag for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a. I thought it was a really good match. Basically, yeah. I kind of just gave all my takes during Seb's <laughs> during Seb's uh, panel uh, panel there. Yeah, Miro, I I totally agree. I want him to win, but it is time. He already had the, a successful run with the TNT title. Right. This title won't do anything for him. I'm not sure what this title. That's one thing I'll say. Just, I it's, was in and out during the NBA playoffs. I was in and out of wrestling, and then all of a sudden this title pops up, and I'm not sure what it's going to do for anybody. They do have a lot of guys on the roster, but it might. There is a lot of stuff in this company where it's it's a mirror of NJPW, and NJPW has like like a kajillion mid card titles too. So I'm not gonna knock it. It's just something I'm gonna have to get used to. But yeah, I'm not sweating Miro losing that match. He didn't eat the pin, right? No, it was Clark Connors. Connors. Yeah, right. Yeah. So which is why they probably had him in there, to be honest. So right, because the other two need to be protected. Um. Yeah, good for Pack, I guess. The crowd was excited, and it was a pretty entertaining match. You know, I, my thought... Oh, go up? ahead. Sorry. Go on. I was just my, thinking my rating. My thought process on this after this match was done is they probably introduced this title to be a floating championship. And I was we, thinking the same thing, like between cross-promotions. Um, yeah, and we, yeah, and we know that Pack for whatever reason, always has something going on with travel stuff. So I'm like, he could probably benefit most by having this belt, being able to like go back and forth from like England and stuff. Um, Yeah. That's, that's my thought process. Either that, or it's just like some, if we had to give an equivalent of titles between like WWE and AEW, this is probably like their United States title. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. Give your rating. What do you, what do you think? I'm gonna also give this one a 2.75. I'm honestly gonna sit in that same boat. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go two, I, that first match is still my favorite so far. So we can we can keep it pushing. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> it definitely. I'm waiting for the way. match of the night. I got a lot to say about the match of the night. We continue. So up next on the card, this is the match. This probably I have the second least amount of knowledge on. Uh, all I saw was the entrance of one of the teams which was cut short. We have Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takagi defeating team of Yum Bucks and El Fantasmo. Yeah. Being accompanied by Hikuleo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this match was a blast, Seb, right? Wasn't this just a lot of fun? It was fun, but it was fine at the same time. <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to have different opinions on this. I had a blast. It starts. Did you see Sting's entrance, Dave? I did. Oh. That was the one thing that I saw. Yeah, that was cool. This guy is just going to continue to jump off high spots until he dies. <laughs> um, it was cool. Stops. The Bucks are just they're good. You, you freak, they're, they're so goofy when they're not. They're just so goofy that you always forget how incredible they are in the ring, how smooth they are. These guys never <laughs> I never see them botch and the moves they pull off are just crazy. Um it was cool. It was just a little fun match just to get the Bucks back with uh, the Bullet Club, a little connection there, and to have yeah. to showcase Shingo Takagi, who was who was fucking nice too in this match. 
Yeah, just to sh- it, it was sort of just a small showcase, sort of take the pressure off, a nice little fun match. Nothing was at stake, really. Um, I had a good time watching it. Sub. Yeah. It's funny. I, I told you um, last night when we were watching, like, I only remember seeing Shing- Shingo Takagi once and not being impressed. I'm like, this guy is boring. This dude, I don't know if it was this match or the event itself, the showcase. Man, he he's nice. He's nice. That's all. He is fire. Smooth. He he's more fire than I thought he was. I, I I'm sorry that I doubted him. But this match, besides the entrance, um, I do agree that it was fun. El Fantasma is always a fun time. That he's a clown. He, he never stops being a clown. And the same thing with the Young Bucks too. But you know, majority of the match I felt was whatever. Like, I'm probably not going to remember it, to be honest. It was just fine. I didn't remember much, honestly. From my yeah. I just remember being like, oh, this is cool. It, yeah, it kind of just flew by for me. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much to say on it, to be honest. All right, let's give our star ratings then. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. I'm that gonna go feels two. low. <laughs> I'm going to go two and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go two and a half. All right. On the, uh, one thing I did want to ask hmm. is Shivani's it's sting like do people like that because whenever he says that i'm like oh my fucking god like yeah, you're like oh right. they kind of overplayed me, it now they're remind pushing it like yeah this dude walks out for like a regular ass promo and tony shivani's literally shitting himself it's sting! like dude you just said 30 seconds ago before the commercial break that stings up next and now he's yelling it right like, next i'm pretty thing sure you know, it's just like, a nostalgia thing it's i think he used to, oh, yeah. I think he used to do or that something and yeah and that's why he does it now, just to, like bring him back and bring everyone. Someone needs back. to tell him to shut the fuck up. That's all if, I'm saying. If, <laughs> if Gene was here, he'd definitely agree with you. He'd be like, Yeah, and that's why he sucks. <laughs> he's, he's an old man. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's with this skinny ass dude. Dolby oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. He would definitely <laughs> spend yeah, he would he would have thoughts on this match. He definitely would have thoughts on this. Match. Don't even get me started on this scrawny ass dude. Oh man, <laughs> Gene, you're with us in spirit. <laughs> All right, couple. Uh, one note is in between this, which I have on my list. Um, AEW returning to New York City on September 21st okay. for right. Grand we'll Slam and Arthur Ash. And we'll talk about that off camera. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then also a little side note. This is also when Chris Jericho decided to throw a fireball in. <laughs> that was good shit. That was good shit. Here, the, the, note, the note says, Shota Umino earned the respect of Chris Jericho, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand. Fireball Jericho shot his wizardry into Umino's <laughs> face. Respect that. <laughs> yo, yo, man, the wizard. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the women's match. We have champion Thunder Rosa retaining against Tony Storm. Seb's got to step out for a second. Welcome back. Seb has returned from his lair. Um, (laughs) Thoughts on the women's match? I think he was trying to dodge this conversation. I don't think he, uh, I think he needed an excuse to step (laughs) away. I was trying to take my piss break. (laughs) (laughs) He's punching the walls. Oh man, this match. Uh, do, match you want, do you want to do the honors or do I? 
Um, I mean, Dave already let me know how he felt. I kind of, yeah, during the break, I kind of just said, we both expected you made the point, and I totally agreed with you that this is where they they swapped the belts. That this title reign with Thunder Rosa has not gone well, and it's time to just punt before it gets gets ridiculous and draws more criticism uh, and throw the belt on Tony Storm, who's not like Britt Baker red hot when Britt Baker, when they put the belt on her, but she's, it would have been good. She's uh, I think she's, she's, she's hotter right now than she's, she's running out of that heat. Yeah. And if you're, I think if you were going to put the belt on her, the women's division isn't enough to, I think, build her back up, which is not her fault at all. They just don't have, the star power outside of like whoever the champion is like she's coming off beating your top performer realistically Britt Mm -hmm. baker to get into this match so it's like all right like now you give her a little bit of heat thunder rose's reign again it's just not it's just not working which sucks and it felt like they were in this match it just felt like maybe it was just me but it felt like they were kind of just going through the motions um it just felt like a typical match it's very forgettable it was just thunder rosa Thunder Rosa beats her clean. There is no memorable spot. There was no moment of whole. There was no moment like we mentioned in that first match, not the greatest match of all time, but that moment of Jericho getting put in the walls himself. Like that is a moment. The Dax coming out. Yeah. From the injury, coming back into the ring. That's a moment. Um, off the entryway. The, the, right. What's his name? So- I already forget his name. The, the kid, the, the kid from the four way honors, Clark Carners, <laughs> his hot moment. That was a moment. Uh, all of these matches have at least had moments. None of them have been five star spectacles, but this match, there's not, there's nothing that comes to mind. This match is probably the weakest match of the night. That's yeah, I agree. Honest. I agree Sucks to say, cause, cause I, I don't know this for a fact. There's no, there's no women in new Japan, right? No. no. Uh, cause they, they have their own promotion. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like the women's match is always awkward. I feel it was always going to be awkward because you're just going to kind of place this strictly AEW match in the middle of a show that's totally based around the Forbidden Door and all this shit. So, yeah. And and the Forbidden Door is not to sound sexist, but it's kind of centered around whatever the men are doing. Right. I mean, maybe we could do this on the next episode or at the end, but just like ways you would improve the forbidden door pay-per-view next year yeah because um, i feel like this was a pretty decent there was a lot of issues with this pay-per-view but yeah all that being said it was still a pretty decent so good show so i have high hopes for them with the next one and i really hope they go ahead and do another one i don't think this was a catastrophic failure no, which no, is no. what some people thought it may have ended up. It's a good being. way to set yourself up to improve because yes. it was a good show. Building a relationship yeah. with another company. And it was because it, it wasn't bad enough where if people were like, I'm not even going to bother next year. It was like it was right. good enough that I was like, all right, I enjoyed that. Learned some new names. Right. All that stuff. So now I want to see what they do next year. But Seb, any more uh, thoughts on the match? Do we want yeah. to get a star ratings? Uh, yeah, I have, I have quite a few. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Thunder Rosa, I remember seeing her for the first time. It was in the pandemic. Uh, AEW 2020. I don't remember. I'm kind of blanking on this on the situation. I think she answered an open challenge um, from Britt Baker, if I'm not mistaken. And that's kind of what kickstarted their feud. And I saw this woman wrestle. I'm just like, yo, she's really good. And like the rest of the internet reacted the same way. And then Tony signed her. 
Um, and from there on, you know, she had pretty good matches. For some reason this year, I don't know what has happened with Thunder Rosa. She signed her contract officially with AEW this year. And then she went on to have her destined feud with, with Britt Baker. And even that feud just fell flat. The match that they had at that pay-per-view, what was it, Revolution? That match mm. sucked. And then they made up for it with the cage match next week on the following Dynamite. It's pretty good. But then after she's won the title, she got the hangman treatment. And I don't know if this is Tony doing this or whatever, but whoever they put in front of her is just <sighs> not championship contender well, material. I don't want to give her the excuse that we give Hangman. Like, Hangman oh, no, no, no. definitely I'm got. I'm not at all. I feel like they took his legs out from under him, which is why I'm like, no, it's not all powerful. Oh, Tony's so great because he didn't do a good job with Hangman. Because I think we can all agree Hangman fucking rules. Um, yeah. It, it, he's one of the best pure baby faces out there outside of fucking Brian Danielson to me, uh, who's not even a pure baby face right now, but you know, he can be anyways, Thunder Rosa. What's up? <laughs> he's just impossible to hate. Right. Seriously Thunder, though. Thunder Rosa is just like very generic. The yeah. promos don't work. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even make sense. Like the promo where she came out in like a pink cowboy suit. And she was like, this is the real me or some shit. And I'm like, yeah. What are you yeah talking yeah. about. So are we not getting the real you every week? Aren't you? What, what is this? What are we talking about? And then we knew that the competition wasn't that great in the women's division. And I'm not going to give her that excuse either because we saw Britt somewhat make it work here and there with her promo skills and the different angles she could pull off. Her Karoshita, which gets a lot of shit. I have been critical. She had of her a great run. Her, her, her run elevated. Her matches the were title, worth watching. In my opinion. Her math, her matches were worth watching. It made the title title feel credible. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go skip this now. Right. Uh this is just not worked out. And and then Seb, you're telling me you're you're bringing up the reports we've heard of like she's kind of yeah. hard to work with and whatnot, yeah. which so is this- another reason. And I'll let you continue. Another mm-hmm. reason why I'm not I'm putting my foot down with her. I'm not gonna give her like that hangman, like let's yeah, give tr- her, cut her some slack me. shit. Trust me, I only mentioned it because that's the build that she got kind of reminds me of Hangman, but in no way am I about to defend her like Hangman. Thunder Rose is a huge advocate for women's wrestling, women's empowerment, all that stuff. It's well-documented. That's cool. But I'm hearing in a lot of reports that she is not the easiest to work with in the ring. She's like a, a spoiled brat in the ring. It could be completely false. You know, especially these days, sometimes the dirt sheets just put anything out and just chalk, talk, 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 talk. But I, I'm kind of inclined to believe it because every time she has a match with somebody, especially a big match, she had a match with Britt Baker. That wasn't good. She had a match with with uh, Marina Shafir, even though Marina Shafir sucks. She's, she's awful. That match wasn't good. She had this match with Tony Storm and literally the whole match. It felt like Tony was trying to get offense and Thunder Rosa wouldn't allow her to get offense. That's what I saw the whole time, especially there was one spot. I made it clear to you last night. Tony Storm's doing a German suplex off a reversal to Thunder Rosa. And when she's picking up Thunder Rosa, you could see like Thunder Rosa kind of like straining to make it hard for her to lift her up and actually do the move. And then it comes out looking shitty. So I'm like, that's not championship behavior. That's not the Thunder Rosa I saw that came in here in 2020. 
that's why I said I don't know what's going on. But if she really does act like that in the ring and she she's in it for herself and not to better the match and look out for her opponent, I don't want her as my champion, to be honest, because it does nothing for the division. And if I'm Tony and that's true, I'm also having a talk with her on that, too. Like, it, it's bigger than you. Sorry to say. With all that, that match, it kind of soured the match. Where are you going with the star rating. rating here? I'm going on a one. You're going one? The they they just kept doing move after move after move. Like you said, there was I'm no go, big yeah. moment. I'm going to go 1.5. I'm going to go 1.25 because like I need to reserve my ones and lower for like absolute catastrophic, terrible matches that I'm going to remember how bad they are. But I respect your one. I guess I'm just going a little extra. No, I feel that. I feel out that. of principle. Just I need to leave room for more ma- bad matches down the line. I, Not on I this card. I agree that. with it, you. This is probably the worst match on this card. It It's a one for this card as a match overall. I probably wouldn't give it a one. But just given all those circumstances, too, it kind of affects my rating. Um, yeah, I don't know what they need to do with Thunder Rosa. She needs to step it up or give the title to somebody else. What are you doing? <laughs> I just realized I didn't realize like how close I was to the camera just now. That's I, why I started I, giggling. I just saw you just staring out into space. I'm like, what's 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 going on? Here? A, oh god. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I just I don't know. Yeah, we can keep it moving. I mean, I, it's only here, up from here. Here, right? here yes. Especially yeah. You jump from the slowest match to an absolute banger. In my opinion, we have the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Champion Will Ospreay retained against mm-hmm. the challenger Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. This match was just, I feel yeah. like it, it was like your classic Orange Cassidy match where like it starts off slow because he's like his calm self. And then all of a sudden it just like blips. And he's in there with, like, the perfect guy to do that with. And they just, for, like, eight, nine minutes of this match, they were just teeing off on each other. Mm. And it was so great. So, one of you guys wants to start? Yo, bro. Let me just say, first of all, match of the night. That's the match of the night. Yes. It's it's, it's not debatable. That's Agreed. the match of the it's night. I, I wish Gene oh. was here to just tell me lies in front of my face. <laughs> that is the match of the night. A That's a of match people, of the air con- contender for me. It is a match yeah. of the air contender. It is. The thing, oh, I love this. I love this because there were so many people. I mean, so many people giving Orange Cassidy bullshit, sleeping on his ability. And again, Gene being one of them. And I called it last pod. I said that this match would be solid and this would be the best belt. And what happened is exactly what happened on this card. That's exactly what happened. And it's crazy because um, when we looked at the match card, when we had a preview, we're all like, okay, why would like Tony do this for Will Ospreay? Didn't he, didn't he need like a bigger, that was a bigger opponent? Yeah, that was um, my criticism. And the thing that I found out last night watching that media scrum is Tony actually had this match planned before Forbidden Door was even conceived. And Orange Cassidy is said to be one of the biggest draws for TNT, TBS, Time Warner, the whole company, they love him. 
So Tony knows exactly what he has in his back pocket with Orange Cassidy. He's gonna put him in big spots, and he can he can clearly trust him in those big spots. The videos of him on YouTube always bang. Gets so many. He's a star. I don't know why people doubt this. The guy can wrestle. Let's not question his ability. And you know what? Here's the other thing too. You might hate his character. You might feel some way about his character. At least he has a fucking character these days. You got guys like Pac who come out here and they don't even have a character. (laughs) They're just mad. (laughs) Exactly. There's like at least 70% of wrestling today. A lot of these guys, their characters is based on their ability to wrestle. And Orange Cassidy actually has something. And it's it's unique. And it's it's different. And the style is different, yeah. So I'm not surprised by what happened last night. Um, like I said, best match of the night. Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay gelled completely well together. They had a nice build up to the big, like last ten minutes of the match. Even there, they had a tag match on the Dynamite before, where they gave us a little taste of what we were going to get in tonight. Even that shit was crazy. Um, if Tony wants to run it back with these two, I'm completely down. I loved every every second about that match. I, I'll have too much to say. Yeah, I mean, hey, like I said, match of the night for sure, if not match of the year. I'm trying to think. We're in June now. I'm trying to think of, like, what other matches come to mind for match of the year. Uh, Will Ospreay always, more often than not, blows me away. Uh, Quick question for you guys. Is this the best Orange Cassidy match you've ever seen? Yes. Okay. 100%. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, Yeah, my only issue going into it, which really, I guess, when you think about the nature of this pay-per-view, it shouldn't be an issue is yes, he's great in the ring. He's got a cool character. I just feel like in terms of booking and everything that he's lost a little credibility with all of the losses he's taken. Uh, yes. And that's one thing I'll say about this match. I, you knew Will Ospreay was winning. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my yeah. thing. What my person going in is he's like, cur- I, I mean, he's literally in the middle of a storyline right. with the belt. Juice Robinson was even in the crowd. Right. Yeah. If it but was that that goes to show how great the match was because was, right. you, you knew who was going to win. The yeah, whole time. right. Exactly. But at the same time, like you're watching it and you're just like frozen. Like the, uh-huh. they literally will just not stop. Move. There was a span where they were on the top rope and Osprey like hit him with an elbow and then he fell down. And he like pretended to lay down or whatever. And then. Osprey did like nine flips in what felt like four about. seconds. And, and I'm like, dude, he just does not stop. And he it's never botches. That's a top yeah. 10 in the world, if not top five. Right. Osprey yeah. is amazing. He never botches. I, I always, so I never. always knew he was good. I just never, besides again, that match with Okada, um, I've always wanted to go out and really see him, but I just never did. But like, I feel like the whole point of this pay-per-view is literally what I'm about to say. I watched that match, and now I am going to try to watch more Will Ospreay because it was just ridiculous. Like, I hey. want I want to see more Will Ospreay matches because I remember I watched the match. I was lying in bed, and I'm usually on YouTube or whatever, and I was looking up, like, crazy Will Ospreay shit. And, dude, some of his PWG shit is he went ridiculous. Cr- dude, this guy's amazing. He's – yeah. There's one, there's one in particular that it was a match with Ricochet, Matt Seidel, the Young Bucks. Osprey, I know that. I know and this then match. one other person. And there it was like a six-minute video. And the whole thing was like building up to the finish of this match. And it was like 
somebody was going for a top rope move and then Osprey met him on the top rope and hit him with a cutter midair. And then they were doing a bunch of other crazy flips and shit. And then like they hit three perfectly synchronized shooting star presses to win with like three pins. It was nuts. But yeah, not to get too far off topic, but yeah, this, cause uh, it was just so good. Yeah. (laughs) Osprey's had the the problem of uh, when he came to New Japan, Kenny was still there, so he kind of had to like sit under his shadow. Um, and then when Kenny left, he kind of came into his own. Same thing with uh, Jay White, and now, now he's a star, and yeah, uh, that especially showed last night. Right, yeah, and um, the moves these guys were pulling off without even coming close to boxing—it's just crazy. Uh, because yeah. the speed and the precision that yeah, they do them at the speed it's just crazy uh and all of the moves come with a purpose possibly if you want to be super critical maybe one too many kickouts but i had no issues with this match i'm definitely giving it a five-star rating i'm in the same boat i i'm gonna give it four seven five oh only because i don't think you could have can we really go higher all right are we going to do so? Here's my question before I give it a five star rating. Okay. Are we going to give a bunch of five stars out there as we continue down or do, no? Do we go higher than five that's, stars? That's the only five star. My, my thought is a five star match is a perfect match. So we're not going higher than five stars. No. That's fair. That's a fair point. If we're you not are, going like higher that. than five no. stars ever, I got to go like 4.5. That y'all so, make a good point. Yeah. So I did 475 based off of your guys' five because I figured that was a scale. I would give this the same as Gabe because, in my opinion, you can't have a perfect match without good false finishes both ways. Because no matter how blacked out they were yeah, or whatever, circumstances. at no point did I really think that Osprey wasn't going to kick out because you knew he was going to win. Right. Like I, so I don't think I can give it any higher considering I knew the outcome. But I think a four, like two, five, four, five or whatever is still ridiculous for a match that you knew who was going to win, which is which is like sort of how I show like my appreciation for how good the match was. Yeah. Damn, I'm, I'm a little different. That's my I, critique, though. But that was my critique going in. It's like you don't expect the, you, you just know Orange Cassidy's not, you know, Orange Cassidy's not beating Osprey. Yeah. You know, during the match, they were kind of suspending my belief a little bit. I, I I thought they might have did a swerve, especially Will yo, Will Ospreay's last minute kickouts are incredible. Spectacular. Mm. It's yeah. him and Roman basically, and maybe yo. Taker if we're talking all time when it comes I, to kicking off. And Brock. And Brock and Brock. Like, like twice during yeah. that match, I really thought it was over, like it was going the other way. So I, I might have to stick with the five, to be honest. Yeah. I just think the thing that made me really know that he wasn't gonna win was when they showed that juice was in the crowd. Cause mm. like it's, it's between them two. So it's mm. like, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Still unreal though. I want to give it five. <sighs> so how do, how do we do this? Do we give out multiple? Or are we just going okay, like, let's, are we saving our, by our logic, Dave, you you're saving one. You can only give one match ever five stars. Basically. Like you have to give, like we all have that one match. We hold above everything else. Basically. So we're just going to be like, oh, that's five stars. Everything under it is like 4.9, 4.8. You're talking specifically about this pay-per-view? No, in general. general. Because, hear me out, hear me out. That's not true. Because wrestling is about storytelling. You can have 
five perfect books about five different things. That's a good point. It's that they tell their story perfectly. I Just like that. He, I me. like that. That that that's that's what I needed to hear. I'm gonna go back to yes. four point seven five for now. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay cool at five. <laughs> okay, I'll say four seven five. Okay. Next, we have the technical battle of the century. Mm. Kind kind of. Kind of. The match that was supposed to be Brian Danielson against Zack Sabre Jr. Obviously, Brian Danielson was not medically cleared for this match, which was heartbreaking. I think he came out, he came out with his promo saying that we weren't going to be disappointed, and he's one of the best that he knows. The debuting formerly known as Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, Castagnoli. I don't know because Justin Roberts definitely messed up his name when he was introducing him. He, he like did. stuttered yeah. midway. It's Castagnoli. The only thing, the first thing about this match that really annoyed me was how fucking long it took them to show who it was. Because if you were watching on TV, yeah. If you were watching on TV, like the music hits and I didn't know who the fuck. That I'm not gonna lie. Dude, right. the begin it. I may be remembering this wrong. The beginning of it kind of sounds like the immediate beginning of keith lee's music which i knew it wasn't going to be him but imagine like i feel like somebody debuting you have like you got to show them especially if you don't yeah, know their theme you have to i think the perfect way to do it is you show what the, it's like what they did for punk how they right. have the camera shot of the whole arena right yeah now granted punk is that like one of one all-time return yeah but you can't show the crowd for what felt like 15 seconds. It was like uh, AJ Styles debuting at the Rumble. Yeah, and they that, show is Roman's the, face. that was the worst shit ever. That had <laughs> they to just show Roman's mistake. face like, oh. Because yeah. <laughs> like... it was the same thing with AJ where as they didn't pan to him until he was coming out the tunnel. Right. Or, and he was already out of the tunnel. Granted, he was sprinting. But like, I feel like <laughs> one of the best shots is them coming up the stairs and through the smoke and out of the tunnel. Yeah. But I mean, the camera, that, the camera work was weird last night to begin yeah. with. Besides that, the crowd, huge pop, well-deserved, obviously an underwhelming run in WWE, but you knew you always knew how good he was because the crowd was still always popping for him. I didn't, I wasn't fully paying attention to this match, but I was seeing, <laughs> I was seeing spots. Every it's time the crowd, every time, the, every time the crowd got hot. It. They, st- I thought it was the perfect start to the match with him hitting the running oh, uppercut, yeah. yeah, neutralizer. That was crazy. One, yeah. probably my favorite thing. Okay, my favorite thing in wrestling is big returns. My second favorite thing is hot three counts. I love hot three counts. He's a and this crowd was yes. <laughs> this crowd was so loud for this three count. You almost, you you could have thought. That if you just showed them the three count, nothing that happened before, you showed them the finisher, it would have sounded like the end of a world title match. Right. Like a big world title match. And obviously he kicked out and then the match went on. But yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed it for sure. I thought the storytelling in this match was really, really good. They pointed out like, oh, he can't use his arm because Sabre Jr. has been going after the arm. And oh, this guy, he just won't let Cesaro get anything going. It was very like tactical. Overall, I thought it was a really good match. I like. I am really happy for Castanoli to finally get things going. It looks like he's already sort of in a hot storyline, or we could talk about later after the after they went off air, or after, yeah, the, the, after we closed. As they time. announced, as yeah. they announced and had the graphic on his screen, he is immediately 
the newest member to the Blackpool Combat. Right. Club. And yeah. we can get to that in a second, just to wrap up my quick thoughts about this match. It was really good, but the Sabre Jr. thing is just like, yeah, he's the technical wizard and everything, but at the end of the day, wrestling scripted, and I just, unless you're like a UFC, like, actual submission machine from UFC or something, a, a guy who looks like Claudio Castanoli, I just don't believe that a guy who looks like Zack Sabre Jr. would last that long with him. Uh, that's my only critique of Zack Sabre Jr. and in his style. Where it's just kind of like, yeah, it's slow, but you just gotta. It's the story, and it's and it's it's he's he's chopping down the tree. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's I see case. both sides. I see both sides, but at the end of the day, um, it's not your cup of wrestling. That's cool. It's not, yeah. it, but I, I'm a little critical of that type of wrestling, though, especially with a guy that's skinny and whatnot. Where I don't well, know, that, it's not. You can only be so technical. I can only respect the technical aspect of wrestling so much when it is, in fact, scripted. That's the thing that kind of makes him special, though, right? Is the fact that he's, like, not super built. And he's still taking down this 6'4 beast. He's sneaky tall, too. Yeah. He's, like, 6'1", probably. I I think Seb's frozen. Seb's in the gulag. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Um... So yeah, the thing about him that that's that's the thing about Zack Saber Jr. that makes him special. He's super like he's not the most built, he's not the most powerful, but like you said, you know, he finds a way to still just come at his opponents and completely like decimate his opponents with his submission skill alone. His smarts in wrestling is what takes him to the next level. So I mean that's kind of why people, I feel like people are super special on him, super on him. Um, and it's yeah. the way he does the submissions too. Sometimes he does stuff I've never, ever seen before in terms of submissions. So. Mm. I agree. Um, I would understand if uh, his matches are kind of, kind of boring though. Like I said, it, it really depends on your taste of wrestling. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a ceiling for his matches. Yeah. yeah. There's a ceiling of how good they could actually get. Um, The match, I felt personally, it was cool. Mm. I like finally that Claudio had a proper debut. He wasn't supposed to be in this position, but no one foresaw Brian getting hurt. Um, So it is what it is. But even with that mishap, they found something great for Claudio to do. And like Dave said, you know, it wasn't really technical, technically, because it was is very fast paced, hard hitting. And Zack Sabre would try to slow down the match. But Claudio just kept coming at him. Just Yeah, which was kind of cool, which made it feel kind of real when Claudio like when yeah. he like stomped on him, when he like jumped in the air and stomped on him real quick. I was like, all right, this is cool. This is like they're trying to kill each other right now. Yeah. Um, but. Other than that, the match did feel slow in some parts, and mm-hmm. it did feel like it went on a little too long. Could have been, yeah. Personally. Could have been cut, but I get it. Tony's probably like, I got this guy. I'm going to give him his time to really shine. I'm going I'm to give him a proper amount of time. And, you know, the crowd was happy. I was happy. Um, and Claudio, again, I keep bringing up this media scrub. <laughs> he goes and, like, gives Tony, like, the biggest hug at the end of the show. Like it was like uh, super picture gentle. of it. The picture of it though, Tony looks like a <laughs> fan, like a four-year-old fan. <laughs> Tony looks like a geeker. I'm not gonna lie. Um, 
but yeah, like even with that, like it's clear, like Claudio's happy. The only reason he stayed in WWE so long is because the friends that he has there. But now mm. you could tell like he's happy for his career. He has faith in Tony. That so. alternative wasn't there before. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. That's what would you give thoughts. it for a star rating? Um, I'm leaning towards a four, maybe a, a maybe a three point seven five. Just just due to the, the portions of the match that really felt like dragged, but it was still overall a good match. Um, yeah. I thought it was better than the first two. So interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna give it the same score as I gave the first match, which was a three point five, right? Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I thought it was I thought it had higher moments than that match, but overall it can flow quite as well. So yeah, I'm gonna land there. That's around what I was gonna give. I was gonna give it three point five. Nice. So nice. All right. Yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty good debut. Yeah. Pretty good debut. If you yeah. ask me. Hot crowd. And he's so he's so straight to blood and guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um. All right. Next match we have the two big matches. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the best matches, but the biggest. Right. So up, up next we have the four man. We have the IWGP World Heavyweight Title match, where champion coming into the match, Switchblade, Jay White, the catalyst of professional <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Yeah, you sound just like him. Uh, like retained him. against Kazuchika. Is it Kazuchika yeah. or like Kazuchika? No, it's Kazuchika. Yeah, you um, had it right. Yeah, you got it right the first time. So Kazuchika Okada, Hangman Adam Page, and Adam Cole. So I got news on this match. Yeah. I thought it was a really good match. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's four of the best in the world just going at it. Yeah. You knew they were never going to really fuck it up. You thought. And then obviously the Mm. thing that sucks is like the main talking point coming out of this is. It's the finish. There's really nothing else you want to talk about. This is just like the exploding barbed wire match. Here's why I will say, though. Here's why I will say. It was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Fantastic. Uh, Throughout the match, it was really fun. There was no really, like, slow spots. And if I could put in a request for next year's Forbidden Door, just give me Hangman versus Okada 101. Because I feel like those two could really, like, tear the house down if it was just the two of them. I mean, honestly, you could run it. You because at the beginning of the match, obviously, you have the bad guys, they roll right. out of the ring of the standoff. Which that standoff, the standoff was sick, they yeah. were getting the crowd into it. <laughs> and then, obviously, Jay White, Adam Cole roll out of the ring, and then Okada and Hangman have that moment of the res- uh, moment of respect. You could kind of run that off of Okada versus Hangman for next year, yeah. And then you could yeah, also you could. run pay uh, White against Cole next year if you wanted to. Yeah, because obviously yeah. halfway through the match, as everyone knew was going to happen, Cole betrayed him. <laughs> right. Um, yes. I mean, did he really? Did he really yeah. betray him? It, well, yes, because he said when it happened, they said they were going to work together, and then he hit him with fittingly. Yeah, he didn't stab her. He didn't like. He wasn't like, all right, let's lock up. He was. Yeah, he was, was literally a backstabber. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Seb, um, what was the news you got? Uh, so two things. I'll start with the lighter one first. It's funny because you mentioned this last night. You, you must be a fortune teller or something. This dude Okada had an interview. I think it's with SC Scoops. I can't remember the outlet. He basically said he hopes in the future that the crowds in Japan are going to warm up to like reactions 
more like the Americans because he loves. He was loving it. You could tell like he was actually yeah. feeding off of the crowd. I, I had never seen him make the same those expressions quite the same way as yeah. he did last night. I mean, how can you not? Seriously, though. Like, how do you crazy. like? Yeah, I don't know. How do you not just get ridiculous adrenaline? Because then there was also the spot where he threw him over the guardrail and then he yeah. hit him with the crossbody and then he's in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he was loving it. He was he was eating all that that energy up. Yeah, so there was that, but also should we talk about the finish first and then the news? The the news is uh the finish. Yeah. Um this dude Adam Cole got a concussion and then we, we could talk about it. So at the end of this match, you know, this match was great. It really was. I don't want to take any way anything away from it. But the finish was just discombobbled. At first, I was thinking it's because of Rick Knox, because honestly, he's not a good ref. We thought a catastrophic botch had happened. Yeah. Where, oh, this ref and and Adam Cole, like they're acting like he actually just got hit with the Rainmaker or something. When I was like, bro, this dude did not take any damages now. There was no finisher hit. It's crazy. I was questioning it, too. I had to rewind it. I was like, are you sure you didn't get hit with something? But Adam Cole literally just fell to the ground. And then Jay White throws Okada out the ring and pins Adam Cole, and it's over. Some people are saying off report that as soon as Jay White came in the ring, I think just because of language barrier, I think he was trying to tell Okada before, but it didn't work out. Um, As soon as Jay White came in the ring, Adam Cole told him, like, yo, something's not right. And they just ended it right there. And uh, doctors came in. They checked on Cole. Pretty that much match, Cole's really the only person that can eat that pin. Yeah, true. Like, I think that was the plan. I think That's you knew he I, I think you knew he wasn't gonna win. He was the only one that I really thought had no chance of winning. Yeah. Uh it seems like they, they called a quick audible, to be honest. And it's kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, not gonna give you benefit of the doubt because when you have one of your wrestlers working injured. Yeah. There's bound to be more injuries and Cole's. Been I think concussion. Injured. I think concussions are different because I think it was a he had a labrum injury, is what I saw. Um, a concussion, something though that you True. you can't fu- you can't fuck with a concussion. Yeah, right. right. Especially, I guess it's, it's like football and wrestling, especially just because of the history that are yeah. behind like CT and yeah. concussion related injuries. So it's probably why con- they called it so quick. Yeah. It's not the worst thing ever. Because, yeah, they had to call Audible. I would have liked them to call a different Audible and just, like, get Cole out of there and just, like, have the three of them go at it. If, if uh, There's no shame in anybody taking the pin if it's they got hit with a bunch of finishers or something. Like, let's yeah. say Adam Page gets hit with the Rainmaker and then he gets hit with a, a Sling Blades. It's a Switchblade? Or, it's Switchblade, right? It's Switchblade. Yeah. He gets yeah. hit with Jay White's finisher. If he takes both of those and it's like he's, there's no shame in him taking the pin i would have liked to see like a more climactic finish regardless of the circumstances but i'm not going to completely kill them for like this guy if he says oh this isn't right blah 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 just pin me now then that's what they're going to do like you said there's a there's a language barrier there with okada who was the guy in the ring at the time um overall the match is really fun obviously i can't give it the rating i wanted to give it initially because of the ending yeah it does help it that it wasn't the main event because it would have sucked. Which, a yeah. lot. Right. I oh, mean, I thought man. about that too. Because I was like, "Yo, sucked a lot." If that ended the show, that was yeah. so could, bad. Because you could, if you watch it back and you watch like Jay White's face, specifically Jay White's face at the end of the match, like he just he looks was like, like he doesn't hell? know what to do. Yeah, yeah. 
Cole was in trouble. He, right. he, he and I was wondering why that didn't finish too. I was wondering why that didn't finish for a while. For yeah. a while, but uh, yeah, I guess well, it was for the best, sort of. It's because it's probably because of what happened after the. What after did you uh? What did you guys? What would you guys give this as a star rating? Um, I don't. I I don't want to give this anything lower than a four, but I think I feel like you a finish is obviously a huge part of the match, not just because it ends it. But it's sort of like that climax of the story. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess like a, I give it like a three seven five. I'm gonna give it benefit of the doubt and give it a four. Because ninety ninety like ninety five percent of the match was heat, except yeah. for the ending. I don't I'm think go, it's fair. I'm gonna go three seven and a half too. But here's what I'll say in the defense of the ending. Shoot wise, if we're talking shoot, he was shoot hurt. Let's say Jay White knows that he's concussed or something. He's gonna mm-hmm. take the pin. That's the perfect time to take the pin. The guy's actually fucked up. Why wouldn't I pin him there? In defense of Jay White and the ending, I'm gonna give it a three seven half though three point seven five. Just cause if I'm gonna give, if I'm gonna go four point seven five for the for the Osprey match, I'm not gonna. I, I feel like that's, like that's I feel like there's that's more fair. than just a one point gap between those two matches. Uh, so yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll go there. Definitely I, one of the high points of the night though, overall. Yeah. I know that I, I just want to make this last point. I'm actually glad, even though the, the finish was um, super abrupt, I'm glad that they took the protocol to end the match. Cause like, that was a huge thing with like, I, I know y'all remember Matt Hardy versus yes. Sammy Guevara. I mean, he was God. Yeah. The table spot. And he that concussion was even face. worse. He that was, was terrible. The face. That's a dark blemish on uh, like the history of AEW low key. Yeah. yeah. And, and Tony continued yeah. the match going forward. I think he learned his lesson from something like that. Right. Right. Especially with all the injuries that have already piled up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be too harsh. It was abrupt, but the match was still very, very good. Yeah, and I'm not going to knock Adam Cole for going out there and wrestling injured. I wouldn't knock yeah. him if he. Yeah, hell I'm, I wouldn't knock him if he decided not to wrestle either. But in his mind, he's like, "Shit, we got all these injuries. Like, I'm going to go out there and wrestle anyways, just because exactly. like this show can't afford any more like dropouts." He probably yeah. did think that. Yeah. Yeah. So paid the price, but. You know, concussions, nothing you can do about it. Yeah. All right. Last match. To the final match of the night. It is the match to crown a AEW interim world championship. <laughs> yes. The world champion CM Punk is out. Uh, we have the former AEW champion. Does this make him a two-time? No. We talked about said, this, didn't we? Uh, that's what I no. said last night. If he beats Punk when Punk comes back, yeah. Does the, the interim, interim not title, count, though. bro? Yeah, I they have, they have interim titles in the UFC too. I just I don't really watch UFC, so I wouldn't know. Even when you look at like NJPW's championship line, they they include their interim champions too in the line. I think they called them a two. I think they called them a two timer at least like before the match. I have they to. Said he was you gotta specify then. You gotta yeah. put a little asterisk there, like hey, two time parentheses two time belt time holder. Interim. How about that? He's a two-time belt. One-time interim title. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But he can make it whole. Like I that's what you could do that, or you could just like wait for him to like potentially beat punk. And then he's two time. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we have two asterisks 
time <laughs> world champion John Moxley defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace. The ace. Japan. Not really. That's his nickname. <laughs> Don't come at me. That's his nickname. It was, all right. it was, it was okay. Um, I thought it was kind of goofy. Like Moxley just kicked his ass the whole time. You knew Moxley was going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, I'm going to make myself really bloody. So it looks like this was a back and forth. But yeah, I really feel like the offense was like 80% to 20% Moxley. It really was. So I don't, you're not ass. fooling me with all that blood. Yeah. And it wasn't warranted. It wasn't a blood feud. He loves doing that. It was, I think no, he loves, it was weird. Honestly, thinking about I think that if, now. If anybody should bleed in that match, you think Tanahashi. Tanahashi because the whole the personal storyline between them is that it was way back when Tanahashi, I think, had the U.S. title. And he would like Moxley wanted to fight him. And he was saying it was during COVID. I think yeah. that it was just like travel restrictions. But he was saying like um, – that Tanahashi was dodging him, but then Tanahashi was saying, Oh, he needs to come up to my level. And I, I think love this, that shit. Yeah, the storytelling of this match is like, Well, I'm, I'm above you, bitch. I got the belt. So, yeah. Yeah, I think if anybody should be bleeding in that match, you'd think it would be Tanahashi. That's a good point. And it would have made more sense because he got his ass kicked. Yeah. You probably didn't want to bleed, though. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't, have a lot to say about to I don't have a lot to say about this match. When I said for the most part, I was paying attention all night. I started drifting out a little bit. There was definitely fatigue, but also just I'm uh these guys didn't tear the house down. Yeah. I'm a little kinder on this match than uh Gabe. And that that's crazy for me to say because I don't like Tanahashi. I, I think he's he's mid, to be honest. But the I'd say the first half, it seems like it was kind of a theme here tonight. Uh, The first half of the match, kind of slow, kind of whatever. But there was a portion in the second half of the match where Moxley's getting frustrated because he's like, I should have finished this guy by now. And he starts brutally just beating on Tanahashi. Like, it's terrible. And Tanahashi's still, like, giving it his all, like, kicking out and just, like, super cliche, but... Me and the crowd, I don't know what it was about it. Got there was that moment, that. yep. There was got, that moment near the end where I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, this guy is kind of, he's kind of nice. Just just the simple fact that he's getting really destroyed. Like, it was, it was a landslide. But he kept getting back up. It's super, like, John Cena-esque um, energy. And I would have hated this. I would have hated this type of thing if this was a couple years ago. But I don't know. I just really liked it. I liked that. I don't know if it was the event. I don't know if it was that moment, but it was really good. Um, I thought the match was decent as a whole for what it was. wasn't terrible, but it's a Tanahashi, Tanahashi match. You're not, you're not getting a classic with this guy. I'm just, like I, I don't know what to expect with uh with Tanahashi. I need a hardcore New Japan fan to point us to. <laughs> right. Uh, a classic Tanahashi match where we can, because I'm fairly new to re- New Japan, where I've only been watching since like 2016, 2017. Right. Obviously, with the Kenny Omega shit bringing us over. You, if there is a match out there where you're like you're crazy, you got to watch this. Please, I will sit down and watch it. I don't want to be ignorant to like True. what might have been this guy's glory days. But until then, it's like I, I can't tell Sebastian he's wrong with with everything he just said. Like. Every match I've seen, bro. They're, they're all pretty slow, and he does a few, like, basic high spots, and that's about it. Dave, do you have any thoughts? I mean, no. I, I, 
<laughs> I couldn't say anything you guys haven't said. Yeah, there was, yeah, all right. Seb, I want to hear your rating first. I'm honestly, wow. Uh, I'm probably going to go 2.75. 2.75. I can't quite get it to three because I rated the first <sighs> match at a three, yeah. I'm pretty sure, and it's nowhere near. Yeah, that, I'm going to go 2.75 as well because of what I mentioned, how I think the blood spot was bullshit. I do. I think it was tacky and unnecessary. It was them trying to trick us into thinking this was a great match, and you can't do that. Keep it, I'll keep it with you guys. I, I was thinking 2.75 too. So, Interesting, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're all across the board. So overall for the show, what would you what would you rate the whole show? Well, realistically, the rating for the whole show would be the averages of our rating. But honestly, if we went back to the other matches, I probably couldn't tell you what I rated any of them, yeah. except for like the the Osprey match or whatever. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a three. A three, sounds yeah. pretty good. Because I think obviously two point five is right in the middle, so that would be like your average show. Two would be like, eh, like probably a little less, a little more bad than good. But I think the show had more uh, a little bit more good than bad i think there was there was a lot of like just for a show that was built up to be like a revolutionary show there was a lot of shit on this show that just didn't really mean anything yeah Um, gabe mentioned that too to me yeah yeah. there was just a lot of meaningless stuff where it was just like they took a bunch of guys that had nothing to do with each other almost and just kind of put each other together like i feel like a match to get the advantage for blood and guts is not something you necessarily put on a pay-per-view yeah so mm-hmm. I think that's like a main event of the dynamite. Not a right. like I think that's a like I definitely think that's a dynamite. It's a fair match. point. Yeah, but yeah, I'll go three. Um honestly, I'm probably gonna go three point five. I think it was just a little, a little better than average. Um this show was better than um a lot of the other shows that AEW presented this year. It's not better than Revolution this year, but it's definitely better than uh, like anything else. I can't I even like think the, of I it. Like wherever the last one was. What was whatever that? Whatever the last nothing? one. Yeah. yeah. It was better than Double Nothing. It was so. better than Double Nothing for sure. Um, I agree. It was slightly above average. And for that, slightly above average for me is like a three. Okay. So I'd, I'd agree with, I agree with both of you. Uh, I agree with Seb's take and I agree with Dave's actual score. So yeah, Forbidden Door. I don't know if you guys knew knew this. Um, Khan stated last night it did over a hundred thousand buys, and there's definitely going to be one next year. That's good to hear. And I think on the next episode of Podcast Suicida, when we have Gene with us, we should definitely discuss how they can improve it. Improve Forbidden Door next year because I think it was a decent card or a decent show, and there's definitely a lot of places where they can improve and make it like. Um, like wrestling heaven next year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we gotta have any final thoughts? No, I'm just. Yeah, Will Osprey match was sick, and I'm looking for. I'll be watching Wednesday. They, I'll be watching Wednesday. That's all I can say at this point. <laughs> Wait, we watching Raw tonight? Nope. The fuck. Nope. No, nope. <laughs> I'm not doing. Cena's that. coming back. That's Ooh. not part of my. I watch the Cena not... segment, even though it's probably gonna be Cena theory. Like yeah, they're just gonna set the that up. Moment. But still, Cena, Cena. I'll I'll just watch it on Snapchat, bro. I'll see the clip. Yeah, fair enough. All <laughs> right. Well, that was fun. It was fun. 
Here's to the next one. You guys thought you were going to get Gene tonight? You thought, well, he's not here. <laughs> you want Gene? You want Gene? You want... Whatever Gene's theme music yeah. is. <laughs> and then uh, he doesn't actually come out. You were just Dude, playing us. Theme music the just fake. starts with him going. Grrr. You can do the fake <laughs> Seth Rollins laugh. <laughs> you want me to fight Gene Lesnar tonight? <laughs> you want Gene Lesnar to walk down that aisle and look me in the eye, man to man? <laughs> You want me and Gene in the same ring? Yes. You'll get that. You'll get that. Yes. You're on. Yes. Just not tonight. You think I doesn't deserve. We perform. You think I'd perform in front of a bunch of new hicks? Woo. Yeah. That's crazy. You wouldn't know great wrestling if it slapped you across your face. <laughs> oh man. Oh Seb, you missed my idea. Should I should idea? I say it on the podcast to give it a little a, a teaser of what may or may not happen? <laughs> What's your yeah. idea? So we obviously uh the we want to make on a... once you do it on the pod, yeah. <laughs> now the pressure's gonna be on, but go exactly. On. So we obviously have our list that we want to make of our top ten on the mic. Yeah, that's, that's just AEW, right? Yeah. Okay. Just say to my thought is on that episode, at some point, each of the four of us should cut our own promo. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Yes. I'm in. Oh, he was I all like in. It. I was a lot more hesitant. <laughs> Gene's gonna go off. Gene's gonna probably he's gonna have like a 10-minute promo, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cornette's gonna complain about yeah. it. Now, now I think what we do to keep each other. I think this would make it funny to keep each other from being able to pre-plan for it is we give them say heel or face and oh, then man. what the promo is about and then they oh just okay it. that's cool because I think then we'll just look stupid all right yeah see now the people are saying Damn, he had his stakes yeah. I, I, can I, re- yes. can I reverse my answer <laughs> no it's out there it is out there they're gonna release the pod <laughs> Sam's gonna have cut this out I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, have to watch some Christian Christian promo playback. And get some pointers. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Christian stuff and everything on the next episode. A few more dynamite and whatever update with Vince McMahon and all that shit. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely talk about the normal happenings of the wrestling world in the next episode. Thanks for hosting, Dave. So, and, uh, we missed Gene today, me. but. We miss you, Gene. The next one. We did miss Gene talking about how much he hates people under six. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya.